You're listening to Smart to Death Radio. Hey everybody, it's the interview queen Alicia Toot here, and you are currently listening to and obviously enjoying Queen's Court. Hi, I'm the Asian sensation Kanji. You're listening to Queen's Court. Hi guys, this is the Queen of Queen's Massage talking. And I am so happy to introduce you to the Queen's Court. All right, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Queen's Court, Queenie Chats. And I have a super special guest, one of my favorite. You are one of my favorite people that I've found through, you know, various wrestling promotions. But I just love this guy and I'm super happy to have him on. Mr. Ellis Taylor. Hello, sir. How are you? You know, that's how you start an hour of putting me over. Well, you requested that I put you over for an hour, so I couldn't disappoint at the beginning. I thought it was pretty funny that uh, I made a joke tweet and we actually ended up doing this podcast. (laughs) I know, right? Stranger things have happened, but... Hey, fair enough. Welcome to Queen's Court. Super happy you're here. Um, How are you doing with all of this wildness that's going on in the world? I mean, like, I'm not going to cap. I uh, I stay inside a lot anyway because I'm a loser and I only have, like, three friends. But, you know, it still sucks. I don't get to see two of those friends. <laughs> Man, you're down to one. Yeah, right? And my dog. <laughs> well, I mean, a dog helps, I feel like, during this time, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, she you know. sleep all day. Well... <laughs> That's what dogs do, right? <laughs> mm, this one's extra lazy. Oh, extra lazy. Well, I mean, that's all right. <laughs> I can't blame any dog or person or animal for being lazy in this time. I feel like being hey, trapped in your enough. house. Right? It kind of is uh, a requirement these days. Right. But what else that's are you all right. Do? I mean, there are plenty of things to do. But at the same time, I feel like once you're restricted <laughs> and you're trapped, <laughs> you're like... Oh man, you I really miss this. Yeah. <laughs> I really miss this. I can't go out. Might as well just sit here and binge watch shows. <laughs> I mean, that's what I've been doing. Right. Well, basically, let's start there. One of the first questions I got from uh, for you is from Chris uh, at black underscore BMX eight. He wanted to know what do you what do you geek out about in your spare time and like especially during quarantine. Like what um, is your what are you into? Shows? Um, what? Uh, I guess, like, I play a bunch of video games. I'm a nerd. <laughs> um, I just beat Plague. It's like a, like some indie game about, like, the fucking, like, rats and stuff. Am I allowed to curse on this, or am I not supposed to? Of course. To All right. <laughs> um yeah, it's like some rat game, like based off the Black Plague. So it was like interesting to me during this time where we have yeah. like, uh, but I ended up hating it by the end because it was really hard and I suck. Oh no! Um, I also watch uh, Peaky Blinders. I don't know if you've yeah. heard of that on Netflix. Yeah, it's really good. It is really good. Everyone go watch that show. Yeah, watch it up. Watch it up. There's a lot of time, so 
Check that yeah, one out. I mean, what else are you watching? And have you seen Tiger King? I did. Me and Jordan watched it. I like. I was like half paying attention to it, so like I know. I know, like, the key parts. Like, I know Carol Baskin did it. I know she killed her husband. Come on. But, guaranteed. Yeah, guaranteed. There's, like, she had the cats. She definitely fed them to the cats. Right. Sardine oil. All that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love how when we watch this show, we're, like, professing guilt for this lady. <laughs> like, right? we know. We know your secret. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not... It's not like she's doing a good job covering it up. No, she's kind of brazen about it, in my opinion. But, right? I mean, whatever. She's got yeah. the cops in her back pocket, man. Corrupt. Corrupts. That's the word, man. Corruption corrupts. I've been uh, been watching, too, but I don't know. I'm getting bored of some shows. I'm trying to find something new and exciting to pass the time, but gaming's been fun. Kind of just getting back into games now that I got all this time, you know? You've been playing yeah. Animal Farm? Or not Animal Farm. I keep calling it that. Animal Crossing. <laughs> I have not, but every everyone I talk to has been playing it, and I feel left out. <laughs> well, you gotta do peer pressure, obviously. I know, right? <laughs> it's, it's time so to join. Because, like, Animal Crossing just came out, but I just bought uh, Resident Evil 3 and Final Ooh. Fantasy 7. So it's like, uh... Well, I feel like Final Fantasy takes precedence over everything, but... Well, it has to, right? Well, yeah. I mean, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasy. Right? I don't know. Especially Seven. Come on. Especially Seven, yeah. I think it was really cool that they, they released it. I mean, what great timing. I haven't yeah. even started it yet, and I think it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just by the cover art alone. I mean, no. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to play the original one from, like, the 90s or whatever. Oh, my God. But that's going to take a long time. <laughs> that's going to take a very long time. And it was a long time ago when that was made. Yeah, right? I, I wasn't even alive, I don't think. I just going to say, I don't think you were alive. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. An oldie, but a goodie. And you're hey. a, a young, <laughs> young, good, I don't know how to say that. I don't know. What's the phrase for young people? Uh, I don't think we have one. I think we just suck. <laughs> we do not suck. A youngie, but a, an, an alrighty. A, a youngie, a youngie but, but an okay. <laughs> <laughs> a youngie, but eh, jury's out. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's about as good as it gets. Yeah, I guess so. But, you know, now that we're stuck in quarantine, obviously wrestling isn't really a big thing going on right now due to the uh, awfulness in the world but you know for those who don't know you or aren't really familiar with you you want to introduce them to Ellis Taylor um yeah um geez that's this is like the hardest question I get because I don't it's like uh you know how to explain yourself I, yeah, because I always uh, I always sort of have a hard time talking about myself, not even like in just like a wrestling context. Yeah. I feel like uh, I feel, this might sound weird, but like I don't hang out with me. I don't like do stuff with myself. I'm just me, you know, like I know right. how to describe my friends. Like I know how I would describe Jordan or Griffin or Charlie. But like, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but I'm bad at describing myself, you know, like, oh, I got you. Um, how would they describe you? How, how well, about that? 
That's an interesting question because Jordan Oliver's right here, and I'm just going to ask him. Jordan, Jordan Oliver. How would you describe me? Okay, he said lazy. <laughs> Not outgoing, but like outgoing. Just, just say John Cena. John Cena. There he said go. John Cena. Every trait that John Cena has. All the traits of John Ellis Cena. Has. And you might wow. think this is a joke. It's not a joke. But seriously, this. this is coming from a future WWE champion. So. Right. Well, look, like, do you have the you can't see me factor too? Because that's like a thing that's super difficult to have. But he's the only one that has it. So. All right. So. It's kind of difficult. He's my dad, so I oh. you can see half of me. You can Got see it. me sometimes. If I stand sideways, nah, you can't see me. But That's like, if you perfect. look at me dead on, you can kind of see me. Ah, so like half and half, 50% DNA. That makes total sense. Yeah, <laughs> you, got, you got it. I totally get it. I mean, if I was to describe you, I mean, John Cena qualities, sweet. Hey, <laughs> you go. If you have to be like anybody. <laughs> just so everyone knows, I'm just like John Cena. Just like John Cena. New tagline when you come to the ring. Just like John Cena. <laughs> I'm like John Cena, but like kind of short and skinny and shitty. But, you know, just like John Cena. You know, just like John Cena. I think that works perfect. <laughs> I think that works perfectly. So you perfect. Go. You have someone to describe you. You're all set. Question answered. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. Appreciate you. <laughs> Coming in clutch. So when it comes to wrestling, like what about it really kind of spoke to you to get you to be like, yo, like I'm in, I want to do this <laughs> with my life, with my body, <laughs> with my friends. Like what um... was it that kind of drew you in? I guess just, like, this is going to sound, like, lame, but... So, I found wrestling through, like, the video games. Like, I never yeah. saw it on, like, TV or anything or, like, online or anything like that. I moved to Pennsylvania from Portland, Oregon when I was, like, 10 years old. And my dad bought me SmackDown vs. Raw 2010, I think, with, like, John nice. Cena and Big Show on the cover. Um... And so, like, I played that, and I legitimately thought that those people in the game were, like, made-up people. Like, I thought it was just, like, a <laughs> video game. Yeah, and, like, uh, like fantasy world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, I'd never heard of wrestling. But then uh, sure. I saw, like, in the game it says, like, Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. And it's on TV and stuff like that. So I just, like, looked for it on cable, like, for the fuck of it. And sure. I found Raw... Or, like, I found, like, a pay-per-view replay, I think. It was, like, Night of Champions. And I watched, like, a bunch of, like, corny WWE matches. Like, matches that now I would be like, uh, I'm not watching this pay-per-view. But, like, back <laughs> yeah. then, I, it was the first time I ever saw wrestling, you know? So CM Punk versus The Big Show is, like, the coolest match in the world to me. <laughs> well, of course, yeah. Especially when you first see it, you're like, Whoa! <laughs> This dude's seven foot tall. What the? What on earth? I know he's a giant. Craziness. So, who was your like favorite one when you first started watching? Ooh, either, either CM Punk, because you know all the cool kids like CM Punk. True. Or Jeff Hardy, 
but I like Jeff Hardy because he was my favorite character in the game, too. He just looked <laughs> the coolest. He had face paint. Nobody else had face paint. Yeah, right? Especially not at that time period. Yeah, right? Now everyone has face paint. It's corny. I know. Sometimes I feel like it is. Other times it looks cool. I think it Everybody's just ends, got you know? a demon side now. Everybody's ripping off the, the Finn Balor shit. <laughs> Everyone has a dark side now. I well, know. it's because the dark side's more fun. Let's be honest. Let's Wait, be so real. You see Young Dumb paint up. We're going to rub fucking oil on ourselves and like <laughs> dump beer on ourselves. I feel like that's <laughs> necessary. I feel like you, if you're going to do that, then you need to add like the beer hats that funnel down so you can drink some Ooh. on the way. Yeah. You know, classic, classic spring wrong. break life attire. <laughs> you know? Maybe we'll just like unroll some backwoods and like roll them around our elbows and our knees for like elbow pads and knee pads. Perfect. There you go. Next gear concept. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of young and dumb and broke, what is the best part? about being in that crew oh um bar none the best part about being in the group is being able to just stick with each other you know like right. a lot of people on the indies and people say this to us at every show we're at they come up to us and they're like oh it's so cool for you guys you get to just travel with your friends and it's like yes you're right i do <laughs> just get to travel with my friends and like everyone else like has to like find a car of like people they may or may not know and like traveling's like more of a hassle and like traveling's a hassle for us you know like 12 hour drives are never fun but uh it, it's a lot easier when you're traveling with people you've known for years yeah i would imagine so it makes it more fun and you know you're not like you said, you're with your crew the whole time. What's more to yeah. love than that? I would love to travel with my friends at the regular. It's, like, so. it's it's the same thing with like the the in ring too. Like whenever, mm -hmm. like the most nervous I get, uh, wrestling wise, is when I'm doing something by myself. Like if I'm in a singles match or something, you know, because I want to do that stuff, but it's just like more nerve wracking. Like if I'm out in front of the crowd and I'm in like a six man tag with my friends then it's it kind of just feels like we're like fucking around you know it doesn't feel right. like there's any pressure on us yeah it's always better with friends <laughs> yeah that's like my one of my life mottos so i understand but speaking of of your crew there i have a, a question for you from paula marie she asks in gcw you and all the boys there get the best reactions when y'all come go. out so the best, <laughs> the best reactions <laughs> So how does it feel for, for you every single time y'all step out there? And what's been the your favorite venue you've wrestled at? Um, oof. Well, I just want to clear up by best reactions. I think she just means loudest. I don't loudest. think she means nicest. Because uh, they're very mean to us at GCW. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> but hey, at least they're loud, right? Yeah, very much. <laughs> That's that's a good clarification point. Very loud. I've been into GCW. Yeah, and, uh, I, I don't want loud. anyone to think they're they're cheering for us being nice to us. They're very much being assholes. But that's different. It's at Synergy though. I feel like they love y'all at Synergy. Um, so I know they love Jordan. They they thought I was cool. I've only gotten to wrestle there once, but I was supposed to wrestle 
in the main event with uh, Casey Cattall and TJ Crawford for the Cruiserweight yeah. crown before all this coronavirus crap happened. I know. Crazy. But, uh, where, what was the question? Oh, favorite venues. Um, yeah. Geez. There's this venue. And so Voltage Lounge is obviously really cool. Yeah. But besides the obvious, um, <laughs> there's this venue in, uh, where is it? Oh, Atlanta. And it's like, it's called, uh, Jordan, what's this venue called? It, it's called something. And it's like a nightclub. And it's just, they slap a ring in the middle of this nightclub. And like the fans are just standing up all around it. And the lights are on during the show. And it's like, it's a really cool vibe. It just feels like a party with wrestling in the middle of it. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, we wrestle for AWE there. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and Charlie are actually the tag team champions. We won it at their last show before yes. coronavirus. Before, hey, listen, great time to win that belt. Now you got right. them and you're just chilling. <laughs> We've had the belts for like over 100 days and no title yep. defenses. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so speaking of all the places that you wrestle, you know, what's been some of your favorite experiences, you know, down there in Atlanta or with CZW or GCW that, you know, recent memory, you're like, oh, man, that was really cool. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that I think is like really cool because like I grew up uh, once I found wrestling, like through the video games and stuff, I I was in this area, so I just, like, started finding everything. So, like, I grew up on CZW and stuff like that. Like, I was at the shows live Mm -hmm. before I started wrestling. So, like, even wrestling at CZW is really cool to me. But, like, specifically wrestling at, uh, we did Cage of Death, me, Griffin, and Charlie against Jimmy Rave, Azrael, and Steve Mack. And we won. Mm -hmm. So, like... It's kind of wild. I, I sat in the crowd in a cage of death a couple of years ago, and now I am 1-0 at cage of death. That's awesome. Right? <laughs> That's got to be really freaking cool to, it's to do that. It's pretty wild. <laughs> I would imagine so. Kind of surreal in a way when, you know, especially a couple of years ago when things were so different, and now here you are. <laughs> and y'all are so young, too. You got yeah. so much left, left like, to do. We're hardly older than we were, you know? Like, I was I in know. the crowd when I was, like, 15. Now I'm 20. It's hardly a difference. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. I feel like once you hit 21, it'll be a little bit different. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> At least legally, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That's got to be cool. So a question that came in for you as well um, from Mr. Awesome. <laughs> great name. There you go. That Love that. Name. Love yourself, honey. So <laughs> how do you feel about the GCW Backyard Show last year? And do you think there should be another one? Uh, I think there should be another 10. That, that shit was <laughs> awesome. Like, I don't, I know that it came off awesome on the live stream. But it in person, it was so much cooler. Just because it was like, I don't know how many people listen to this actually backyard wrestled. I did. That's how I, uh, all of us met Jordan. Because mm-hmm. he used to backyard in New York and the rest of us backyarded in Pennsylvania. And we met like through YouTube, through uploading our crappy backyard wrestling matches. 
Um, but that even that was really cool for us because it was like his second match in GCW, I'm pretty sure. And it was like, besides Warp Tour, it was the first time we got to do anything at GCW. Sure. So like, and it was the backyard show, so it was just really fun. So it's a good like first kind of memory for us to have of the place. And Jordan yeah. got thrown off the roof, so. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. <laughs> that was pretty crazy. I can't even imagine doing it, let alone watching it. That was yeah, right. wildness. Uh, but I agree, they definitely should have another. I'm I'm cool with however many they want to do. <laughs> Especially like the Fourth of July timing, like it's yeah. just such a good concept. Yeah, I totally agree. It's a fun summer type vibe. Makes it yeah. feel like you know you're living that best life. Living that best life. Hell yeah. Speaking of living your best life, you have the potential to to win that crown. Now, I know, obviously, Cancel. it was canceled. But, you postponed. know. Postponed. Postponed. We're using that it's word. It's the better word. Throws, so I don't get right? depressed. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it was postponed. We just don't know when, right? And uh, you're in the final three, buddy. Final three for the crown. So I got to ask you this. When you win this crown. Uh, notice notice the word there, buddy. Okay. <laughs> when. When. Um, what are your plans? Like, are we going to have to call you King Ellis? Like, what are we doing? To call me King Ellis. I'm not going to be the at it, you know. When I win, I'm not going to be like, the biggest guy, you know. Not because I did. Everyone in my mentions, every time this poster gets tweeted, is saying, uh, TJ Crawford is going to win the, the, the thing. Ah, Casey Gattel, she's going to be the queen. And it's like, ooh, you're wrong, LOL. <laughs> you're wrong because we're going to be calling you King Ellis. That's exactly what's happening, right? Exactly. I'm going to get, like, the whole robe, the whole nine yards. Ooh. It's going to be like King Corbin, but, like, even worse. Or- <laughs> oh, I was gonna say cooler because I don't. Nah, nah, that's another story, but yeah, it's gonna be worse. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> worse for the wrestlers. Oh, okay. they're never gonna. They're never gonna get the crown. Never gonna get it from you ever. Exactly. I mean, listen. Speaking to royalty yourself right now, I gotta tell you, the crown is the best part. I know. Okay? Doesn't it look cool? It's the best. I don't know why more people don't want it. <laughs> right. I so. When I first heard that it was going to be a crown, I was like, ugh, I don't know, that sounds a little corny. But then uh, I saw the picture of it, and then I saw it in person, and I was like, ooh, <laughs> I need this thing. Yeah, gotta have it. Colin, <laughs> Colin really went in to right? get that crown looking freaking stellar fine. Hey, I and I have some blue gear that would match it perfectly. See? It's already meant to be. You have the exactly. gear to match. And, you know, we're ready to go. I know I'm ready. So right. will you let me borrow the crown just to wear, like, for a uh, little bit? I'll give it back to you. I mean, maybe for, like, a picture, but not yes. for more than, like, five seconds. Okay, not more than five seconds. Got it. Got it. All right. I'll, I'll make, make sure to uh, time it accurately <laughs> so I don't, you know, mess up the rules. But what was that, like, tournament like for you to go through those matches to, to get to the final three? Um, well, I only had to win one match. I, yeah. I think, I, I don't know if at any point it was, like, 
uh, a multiple round tournament because I feel like I heard that it used to be, but then mm-hmm. it like something got changed. But I won a four way with uh, Robbie Roller, um, a guy in Boom Harden. And <laughs> let me tell you, that was a cakewalk. That was it was pretty easy. You know, yeah. pinning Boom Harden is something I do uh, pretty regularly. Right, right. So, so just a casual, uh, casual yeah, Friday I, or Saturday for you. <laughs> I, I knew I was, uh, I walked in the building that day. I knew I was going to win, so I wasn't stressing it. I was like, ah, ah. I just kind of slept all day, heard my music, <laughs> walked to the ring, and, you know, got the job done. That's fabulous. I think that's the best way to do it, my friend. So right. once this quarantine is over and we're free again, which God knows when that'll be, but when we are, what's the first <laughs> thing you're going to do? Um, get signed to the WWE. So you can take on John Cena's legacy, obviously. Yes. Uh, mostly so I can just have that money. Yes. <laughs> mostly you know, for the money, but also. <laughs> you know, a lot of wrestlers are uh, unhappy with the concept of uh like making money and just like sitting around and i'm not saying i am happy with that you know like i'm sure if i was sitting around in the back for years not getting used i'd be pretty unhappy mm-hmm. but like if i were to get signed within the next couple years while i'm still young and just sitting around the back making money i don't think i could really complain you know i think that's the goal we should all aspire for the sit in the back Never wrestles, just gets paid guy. I mean, if the food is good in catering. And it is, because, you know, it's the WWE. Right. And you get to watch wrestling. Exactly. Hang out with some people. You get to hang out with the WWE wrestlers. I mean, it doesn't sound terrible. <laughs> like, come on. I know, You get right? to be there for all the drama when you're one of those people that just sits in the back in catering all day. You're just there to tell the stories in a shoot interview one day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd be taking rabid notes if it were me in the back. Just, like, There's writing everything down. There's some wrestler that's, like, sitting in the back right now who's not wrestling, who's not doing anything, but who's seeing all this stuff that they're doing during the coronavirus, seeing how all these no-fan shows are being put together, and boy, oh, boy. It's going to be very interesting to hear that. I, I'll have to agree. <laughs> <laughs> That is absolutely for sure. So, I mean, obviously the goal for you, you just said, was, was to be signed. But what are the goals do you have in kind of the short? What's sort of up next as far as we can predict, given, you know, what's going on for Ellis Taylor? Jeez. Um, uh, so I'm like a I'm a weird guy with my goals. I don't really have like small goals. Like, I guess a small goal in my head would be I'd like to win the CCW t- tag team titles or i'd like to win Mm -hmm. the wired championship i'd like to be a champion in czw this year if that is possible which you know i think it's possible okay but like at the same time like that's a small goal for me i'd also like to you know maybe wrestle for ring of honor in the next couple years like uh, Ring of Honor was one of my favorite things to watch, and it would be really cool to wrestle there. Even though, like, I feel like right now in indie wrestling and wrestling in general, a lot of companies are on like 
somewhat of a downswing, like mm-hmm. a rebuilding process. Like Ring of Honor lost like all their top guys yeah. to AEW, WWE, New Japan, whatever. And so they're just like rebuilding, like CCW is doing the same thing. Like whether it be we lost guys or we lost this or that, but it's just like a rebuilding process. And I think like Ring of Honor would be really cool in a couple years, despite like I, I always see people talk shit about it online, but you know, it's still Ring of Honor. And it's like that's how I think with the WWE, everyone always shits on it, but you know. If they call you, you're still going to sign. It's the WWE. Like, you're not going to say no. And the people that are saying no to the WWE are already making, like, enough money to live off this. You know? Yeah, that definitely helps a lot. (laughs) If I was making, like, over 100K a year, sure, maybe I'd be like, "Uh, maybe I don't want to sign the WWE right now. But, you know, I don't think I'm making 100K a year (laughs) off indie wrestling. Well, I mean, I totally understand that part. And I feel like even though they're, they're, as you would say, like kind of bigger goals, I feel like, you know, go big or go home, you know, in, in this time right. period that we're in right now, especially with all this restructuring that's going on in, in some of these major, larger indie companies, it's a time to get in, dude. Like th- that's yeah. the time when they're rebuilding and kind of finding their new voice or what they're going to look like a little bit. That's the time where, you know, people who are hungry make their mark. That's not just exactly. in wrestling, that's in life, you know? And you see a lot of people doing it. Like, a lot of people are getting a lot of places right now. Like, Tony Deppin is supposed to do uh, Ring of Honor. He's in the Pure yeah. Tournament. Um, Alex Zane's been doing Ring of Honor. Danhausen, even. Like, that's really cool. And, it's like, so cool. I know all these guys. Like, I wrestle at the same places as some of these guys. And maybe in a couple years, I can be wrestling at Ring of Honor. Like... There's no reason to not uh, to not think that I will, you know? Like, I've always thought that about wrestling. Like, if you're not confident in yourself, why are you doing it? Like, I have full confidence that I'll do everything that I want to do in wrestling. And it's not, like, an arrogance thing. It's just, well, if I'm wrestling, then I'm wrestling for these reasons, you know? Yeah, it's for purpose. It's for something that you want to do and that you can accomplish your goals. That's what you want. You have to want it and you have to put your mind to it. I feel like, you know, some people expect certain things or think that things will happen, but you got to put the work in and and believe that that's what you want. You know, exactly. sounds corny, but it's true, dude. (laughs) It's true. And and like a lot of people do put the work in, but they don't have like the vision, you know, a right. lot of people don't know where they want to go. And it's like, you got to have both. And like, I'm, I'll be the first one to say, I'm not the fucking, I'm kind of a lazy guy. I'm not in the gym every <laughs> single day, especially during quarantine with the gyms closed. But like, I try to maintain a physique. I try to keep it all together because I think all of that is like, it all equates to being a superstar, you know, like, everyone talks about like if you're good at promos or if you're a wrestler if you're that I think like in today's wrestling world you have to have all of it you can't just like excel in one category because there's other guys who excel in multiple categories and you'll get forgotten about if you're just the really good promo guy you know or you're just really good in the ring you have to have the full package nowadays just to even stand out or be noticed because there's so many good talented people doing this yeah for sure and i feel like 
you know, from a fan's perspective, it's it's wrestling's changed so much over the past couple of years, and I can only imagine what it's like for for you guys who are on, who are actually doing it. But you yeah. know, just, just to watch like 2019 for me was just absolutely wild to watch the rise of of major indie companies and you know AEW changing lots of things and oh, um, yeah. <clears throat> you know New Japan and you know coming to America a lot more. It, it just feels like the landscape is super different, and it makes it really exciting. But for you know, for you guys who are you know living this for real, um, have you noticed much of a change in the in the past year of of how it feels to work in the business or what? That's kind of a hard question because like we're we're so young mm-hmm. in, into wrestling that a year is a large chunk of like my career. Like I've sure, been sure. for three years now, so. Uh, I guess a year ago, I, yeah, I wasn't on uh, GCW, I wasn't, I wasn't traveling as much, we were doing more shows in, like, the Midwest, and Mm. we were doing, like, Dojo Wars, (laughs) but, uh, there was a lot of, like, real cool guys there, there were, like, the Sammy Callahans, and, like, OVE, and, uh, um, like Lucha Bros were there, a bunch of really cool guys, but guys that aren't really around anymore, you know, sure. guys that are signed to bigger companies doing like big shit. So it's like it's always weird to see like you don't see these guys around anymore. Even guys like I, me and Jordan were talking about this. Like it seems like a lot of the TNA wrestlers are allowed to impact wrestling. Sorry. It seems like a lot of those guys are allowed to work for other companies, but it doesn't seem like they do a lot because it seems like uh, Impact is providing them with what they need, you know? So you just see a lot less of those guys, and that's where, like, the opportunities come up for guys like, you know, the guys doing Ring of Honor now, like I said, like Dan Housen and Alex Zane, they're really blowing up for very, very different reasons. Yeah, two totally completely different yeah. uh, people, obviously, and characters, of course. But yeah, it, it's it's cool to see that. And for for people who haven't, I guess, watched you guys before, what, why should people tune into Young, Dumb, and Broke? And why should people tune into you? Well, I think uh, I think the thing that makes Young, Dumb, and Broke stand out from other groups or wrestlers or anything like that is like, I think within the group we're all singles wrestlers like Mm -hmm. I think that's what a lot of people um I don't know the word for it I guess confuse about us they think it's like an act like we all have a role and I I can see how it's perceived as that obviously but uh the main thing that we want to get across is that we're all individuals we're all singles wrestlers like Ellis Taylor has his own goals and aspirations so does griffin mccoy and charlie tiger and jordan oliver obviously but i think like a reason for people to watch us is just like we're probably some of the realest guys you're gonna get in professional wrestling like we're just four 20 year old kids and this is all we is all we have (laughs) 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 <laughs> but, I love uh, it. 
yeah, this is like all we have. So we're very real about it. You know, we don't try to like, we, we don't try to sugarcoat it. Like if the fans are nice to us, we're nice to the fans. If the fans are mean to us, then we're mean to them. That's kind of where the, the love hate relationship comes from, because I feel like a lot of places, like you said earlier, really hate us like GCW, <laughs> they boo us. Yep. But like you said, Synergy, they love us for some reason. And it's just like, I feel like it's a respect thing. Like the the type of people that are going to the Synergy shows are the same type of people who watched us when we were wrestling in front of like five people. So they know right. who we are and they're like, oh, wow, it's crazy that they're this person now. It's crazy that they've done this or that they're wrestling here when I used to watch them in front of like five people. So it's like... Uh, it's not like the the hometown crowd. It's just like the crowd that knows you, you know? Sure, and yeah. DCW knows us, but they just know that we're assholes. <laughs> DCW is a completely different vibe altogether. <laughs> I know, they just won't work with us. <laughs> <laughs> Going to DCW shows from our, our point of view is freaking insane. You never know who's going to jump out at you or like land on top of you or... Bloods yeah, everywhere. Like it's it's crazy. It's like going to a concert or like being in a mosh pit is like yeah, the yeah. best way to describe it, I think. It is like that. It's hundred percent like that. I said that to I brought my husband to to a show in Jersey and I said to him, I was like, Do you feel like we're at a metal show? Because I feel like we're at a metal show. Yeah. He's like, actually, yes, I, I feel the same way. <laughs> like there's no other show in wrestling right now like gcw there's no other like party vibe out there you know like there's places that it's like fun to watch wrestle but like there's nothing as grungy or as like fucking as like mosh pity like concert vibes like as gcw yeah it's pretty dope it's dope to experience it's it's really fun to watch you guys wrestle there. I mean, y'all wrestled with, with uh, you know, Pitbull and John Cena was there at the Acid yeah. Cup too. That was a wildness. And Pretty then you crazy, know, dude. it was just crazy. I turned on a, on the on fight and I was like, oh, oh, jeez, <laughs> platinum recording artist in the building. <laughs> you yeah, just never know. We got the names for the no fan shows. That's right. You did. <laughs> set the precedent for the no fan <laughs> shows. I feel like you have Pitbull and. Uh, and a baby on stage. There was good. It was good times. <laughs> Pitbull jumped off the off the balcony. He did. I mean, crazy. Risk taker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, listen. It's been my pleasure to speak with you today. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. This was super super fun. I hope you had a good time. And uh, I would love for you to tell the people where they could find you, so they could follow you and and start watching some of your stuff. Oof. So all of my uh social media is the same i made it real easy for you guys just look up the ellis taylor uh all one word you'll find me on instagram twitter youtube all that uh there's nothing to watch so go watch all my matches on youtube perfect nice and easy (laughs) (laughs) well Again, thanks so much. And uh, to everyone out there listening, go follow Ellis Taylor. Promise you won't be disappointed. I don't steer y'all wrong. (laughs) Promise you. Uh, And of course, enjoy the rest of your day. And please be kind to one another. There you go. (laughs) 